To enjoy this and other great episodes on Patreon, check out the link in the description and subscribe via the Black Kluge tier for full access to over 100 exclusive episodes. For those of you who would like some QF swag on TeePublic t-shirts, magnets, mugs, what have you, also click on the link in the description. Did it surprise you Allison got remarried as quickly as she did? Yes, I did. Did that bother you? No. I was happy for her. But I was, I was a little surprised. He was saying goodbye to me, and he leaned in for a kiss, and I smiled so big that he literally kissed my teeth. So I have admitted that uh, so, so I almost had a homosexual experience when I was young. Yes. Some guy came on. Some guy came on to me. And it was really wonderful, actually, but my mother would never tolerate me being gay. You know <laughs> I what see. I, mean? I got a guy now who's finding out the real names of the occupations of what the people do who bully me. Oh, really? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a fighter, so... Uh, you know, it's just interesting <laughs> when people have their kids on the air. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if a kid was a fuck-up, you just keep on going. I put my kids on the air more, but they, they want no part of it. We do another contract here. Well, let's do a three-hour show. We should be done right now. Well, you're having this negotiation with me. That's the only problem. Well, who am I supposed to negotiate with? Fred? <laughs> tell, that fucking, tell, that fat, uh, tell that fat fucking cunt Robin to shut the fuck up. She can't stop mentioning that other fat cunt Butler. They're both fat cunts. They need to die in a I once saw my mother come out of the shower. It traumatized me. Yeah, I can imagine. She, she looks had, like you. She had so- oh. Sorry, I had that just that just slipped out. Was you getting getting into music and guitar and all that stuff? Was that some kind of therapy because you didn't have your father? Listen, there are people who are at a job too long. They 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 are, they're not into it. They can't admit it to themselves. A picture of you and her looks like a kidnapping. It's ridiculous. Oh, you see, walking around, take a this, this, this is ridiculous. I was gonna look for a Nikki Hilton. Wait, you, but you see, those good-looking rich kids, rich uh, girls, they don't go for a guy like me because they don't need my money. Recipe for a perfect date night: home, dinner, glass of wine, and bed. Right? What you said? Definitely a bottle of wine. I said earlier, I thought it was kind of weird. Jerry still dyes his hair. Becomes that big, and, you know, whatever. You've got a little tuft of hair. You think the vanity would go out the window, but no. I do have uh, issues about people leaving. I want to control everyone in my atmosphere. I want. I am a puppet master, and I want everyone to be a puppet. But then we had our sex. We went. We went. We went right yeah. into this. Like even better. Now was it sex. different? It was great because when he was on top of me, I had my hands sticking up, and I was really <laughs> Orgasm from that. Because you know, I, I'm, I, I drive into the Manhattan every day and I listen to it, okay? And if you cut out the bitching, it probably would be about an hour of broadcast. <laughs> You're right. Do you want to know something? Okay. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. I'm your host, Phil Moore, a.k.a. Jim Fix. And with me is Sam for the third and fourth parts of uh, Hurricane Sandy Saga. How are you tonight, Sam? Oh, I'm so ready for this. We're going to get another storm, even though it's March, but it's not for Erie. It's going to be for the northern counties. So we got spared, thank God, since we had this blizzard already. And since a lot of people died from poor preparation and stupidity, I hope that this one goes better. <laughs> when you say died, it was strictly a matter of getting stuck in their cars. Uh, what was it like? Uh, you're talking homeless people stuck out there, not no, uh, accounted it- for what? It was because they knew that this blizzard was coming and they didn't put the no drive ban until the morning of. So people were already at work when the blizzard started and had to drive home and got stuck. 
Oh, shit. I know. Jesus Christ. So some of the stories are heartbreaking. The, the rescue word, stories are always good. But I mean, my God, you, you hear about some of these things. It's, it's, it's horrific. Here's how mad I was is they told us as Erie County employees who work in the city to stay home. So they were telling us to stay home, but they didn't issue the driving ban for private employers. That's a that's a that's a screw up. Uh, that's a monumental screw up. That's something that you don't recover from, really. I don't know how you're going to as an Erie County executive, but good luck. Yeah. Anyway, guys, we're going to go right back into it. We hope you enjoy. Uh, I know a lot of people. This is their their red pill moment for the Stern show oh. and rightfully so. And, and <laughs> all the right targets get hit Bowie for his stupidity. And that's what you're going to hear. We're going to hear the return of Bowie. <laughs> it's like now he, with more he, Bowie. Can. he loves punishment. Yeah. And um, then you're going to a lot. If you want, if you hate Shuley, there's a lot of it in here for you to unpack. If you hate Howard, there's of course crap, crap loads. Robin, same. They're all loathsome. And it's like the zenith of uh, the a, the alpha, the omega of hatred. If you really want to go through it. Such ghouls. Let's go. Yeah. All right. So we can't depend on Gary tomorrow. Let's see. Am I allowed to talk? Absolutely. I, and <laughs> when you say, Gary, do you feel guilty? I'm, I'm going to say. Sure, there's some guilt. It's not an easy decision. Gary, are we back no, on this? What I want to say is, Gary, I just wanted to know who's no, going to be but here. But it's not an easy decision to make. Of course. If I, if I, didn't, Gary, care, if Gary, I didn't care about the job, there'd Gary, be no where, guilt at all. Gary, I'm trying to communicate with the people who can be here, who I can depend right. on to be here tomorrow. You're not part of that group now. I'm talking to them. But of course there's some guilt involved. Right. It's not an easy like, Gary, decision to make. Gary, cared. Well, you, you just then why do you keep bringing up? You so Gary wants to be coddled. That is never he's never going to coddle him in the way that Gary needs to feel reassured that he he should be confident about saying, I'm going to stay at home and protect my house. And that's that. But instead, he keeps coming back for more abuse because he wants to have it on both ends. He wants to feel good about his decision with staying with his family, which obviously is the right decision. And he wants to also feel like Howard's OK with him staying with his family. But because Howard's such a prick, he can't. He can't handle it. I was going to say he wants. He, he say he wants it from both ends. He's getting it from both ends right now. But um, I'm telling you this: the minute he he started speaking and the you know went back into this, I was immediately brought back to when we covered Tracy versus Gary and how he goes. Oh, how am I supposed to deal with you know Tracy, whatever? As an adult, you know, in the office, you're supposed to be able to deal with this as is your station supposedly if you're a real producer or if you're some kind of talent coordinator in the office. So this is no different. You should have the confidence in the job after so many years to go you know what? I can take a day off. I can decide to do this for my family. My boss loves me. He supports me. But the, the exact opposite true. Howard doesn't love him, doesn't support him, and he knows he's always one fuck up away. And remember, keep in mind guys, this is just pre-summit meeting. Like right. this is maybe within a year of the summit meeting. I think. 2000, no isn't it? 2012? It's right in the middle of the it's it's getting into the winter of 2012. The summit happens like within a few months. And already we we have to know that Gary knows something's underfoot. Something's not right at the station. He's mentioning GTD. And all of a sudden, Gary's very nervous about his fucking job. He's probably worried I'm getting let go. He he's exhibiting more insecurity than we've previously seen. It was always it was always um, insecurity, but with a little bit of pushback and confidence where this is yes. extremely, what do you mean? Are you going to call? You're not going to call? Do you like me? 
You don't like me? Cut <laughs> <laughs> it up. No, but why do you keep saying I'm talking to the group that can be here? No, because you keep interrupting. <laughs> it's exactly like that phone call uh, scene in Swingers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why must you do this every time I take a drink? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realize you're going to pull a Danny Thomas. I'm trying to talk to the people I can depend on to be here tomorrow. You understand? We now have to make plans. I didn't say I wasn't going to be here. You have to make plans. It's not a given that I won't be here. All right. Well, we'll see. We're looking forward to knowing. Wouldn't it be great if Gary ended up here and I didn't? <laughs> That's the worst part about this is Gary saying, well, who knows? We don't know if I'm going to be here. Make a decision, you Commit. spineless jellyfish. Yeah, obviously. You're bringing it on yourself. It really is like someone going, so thank you, sir. May I have another? Yeah, you know. I I felt bad for him at first because Howard's such a cocksucker, but now forget no. it. You're bringing this on <laughs> yourself. Make a decision and be a man. Right. You're you're walking back into Harlem with that sign that says, I hate the N-word. I hate, you know, N-words. And all of a sudden, you know, you're expecting, oh, God, I'm going to get treated, you know, differently if I go back for more after you've just been beaten the fuck up. He just has kick me written all yeah. over him, front right, and back. Basically, that's a glutton for punishment. Well, that's, that's what I'm going to do. You know, that's happened. Can I tell you? It's a fucked up thing. It was in 1992. There was a snowstorm that was unbelievable, right? Uh, yep. Oh, I so, remember that. And I came in and nobody else came in and I ran the best of tapes. <laughs> and I, they shut the highway down behind me. I could see the police putting up the cones behind me as right. I was going. Well, we could depend. So what what we hear what we understand now is that early on he had the fear of fucking Jesus put into him by this asshole boss that you come in with if you're walking through corpses on the way to work, you still make it in there. If I were Gary, okay. 1990, listen to this panicked voice, by the way. 1992. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but the Statistical science. Statistical buoy. <laughs> in 1992, I was in a lizard. It was so crazy. The highway was closed. Um, I really think, though, I would say, remember 9-11? I, sta I stayed through the biggest terror attack our country has ever faced since Pearl Harbor. Mm, on domestic yeah, soil, yeah. No, it was like in the city mm -hmm. <laughs> that we work in. Right. I didn't, go, I didn't go leave and gather my family and go to another state. I didn't shelter in place like with my family. I left them and I stayed. Yep. And on you then, but not now. I understand. All right. Thank you, Gary. <laughs> Times have changed. Times have changed. Go get security to get Gary out of this closed meeting. Yeah, we're in a closed meeting. All right, Gary's gone. Now we can make our real plans. <laughs> uh... What I really fucking hate about Shuli in this is he's acting like he's an insider. He's acting like such a smug cocksucker. No funny involved. Really, it's just about now piling, doing whatever he can at his at other people's expense to make himself appear better. Uh, whatever, just seem like some kind of uh, taking the high ground here after he's abandoned his wife and kid or his girlfriend and kid. I don't know if they were married at the time. I'm pretty sure they were. Um, and then knowing he's going to upset the rest of the cast, like, sorry, rest of the crew, rather. This isn't a movie, um, but it seems like one, you know, <laughs> it never and, ends. Uh, right. And he and he's going to do this because what's more important to Shuli is getting himself ahead as opposed to anybody else. So this is not a bro. This is someone you wouldn't trust to tie your shoelaces for you. 
Well, when I was listening to this just now, it reminded me Mia has a play practice. She's in fifth grade, by the way, guys. So two girls were telling secrets and making another girl feel left out. This is what, and so she was telling me about the drama at play practice and how another girl felt left out and felt bad. This mm. conversation she was telling me about reminds me exactly, oh, now we can leave. Closed door meeting. You, you're in your 50s. Yeah, pretty much. Another 20 minutes on something completely different, and he went right back to it. <laughs> right. He's so rattled. I made a reference that. And Robin talked about this, too. Every scientist in Italy now is shaking in their boots. The Italian government locked up a guy for four years because he predicted he didn't predict an earthquake. <laughs> so now what these scientists should do is predict an earthquake every day. That's yeah. right. Because then you'll never go to jail. <laughs> right. It's got to hit someday. That's a weird thing to me. Well, our weathermen should be on alert. <laughs> right. <laughs> they should take that to heart. Deathly um, silence. That that fucking dead air. I mean, that's where Artie would be in with something. Shuli's just going there going, hmm, let me see. Let me get my seismology uh, comedy bits out. Uh, No, uh, let's uh, Italy. Nothing there. Oh, oh, yeah. Bong hits. Yes, that's my wheelhouse. For all the time that Robin has to barely read news stories, maybe she could have learned some meteorology. For Christ's sake. <laughs> well, she's keep in mind, guys, uh, just to remind you, because it's been a while since the last episode of this. Um, she's at home. She's recovering from cancer. So whatever. She's maybe not close uh, too too swift on the uptake. But I'm wondering, do, do you think she has a visual at home? She must. In other words, like the disconnect that, you know, you know how we do recordings. If we don't have a person's face, there's always going to be that oh, yeah. awkward sort of bit of silence because. They don't know when, like, we don't know when they want to talk, so they might step over each other, that kind of thing. Do you think she has just audio? Because it seems like that. It does seem like that, except for maybe Howard. But it, I'm not sure if she has it with everybody, is how I mm-hmm. feel. It could be, yeah. But I'm going on Kimmel tomorrow if the weather permits. I, I it, From what John Valeris is saying, that Jimmy Kimmel will, uh, will Jimmy not Kimmel be doing Jimmy Kimmel is in this, question. Yeah. He can't depend on you. Yeah. <laughs> Can he depend on you? Now, it is a big deal, like I said, for New York to get a hurricane is bizarre. It just is. So it's if you told me it's going to snow three feet, five feet, I'd be like, meh. <laughs> but for for a hurricane, I get it. It's a big deal. So that's why I really, I struggle through this whole thing, not understanding how Howard doesn't understand rain and Water is a lot different than just compacted snow. Well, I was going to say, like, for snow, I imagine they're wired because a city that big has to have the infrastructure in place. Well, I presume unless they have their shit, they don't have their shit together. That if it's a, there's a blizzard, they have all the snow plows, you know, powered up, you know, all the salt and dirt machines, you know, ready to go and uh, whatever plows and stuff, you know, the way most most cities that have this regularly do but mm-hmm. you're saying that for the hurricanes there's no real way to prepare for this well i'm sure there is if you're like a state like florida where it doesn't snow so you're not going to have snow plows, but you're going to have other equipment yeah so i don't know that's why i was kind of a little amazed that he just is so meh <laughs> <laughs> 
No. Of course not. That, it's a simple answer. Can, yeah. I said to Gary, can I depend on you? You're a bullfrog. The kids leave it to the trees. Trees are falling on my house. What, I love my house. I love my house more than you. He just said the most insulting, jerky my things. My jukebox will be exposed. He didn't have to. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't say that. I love my house more than you. No, I said family. I know that word is foreign to you, Howard. Yeah, really? <laughs> really? But it's not two daughters. You have three. Oh, yeah. 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 Grandchild? What grandchild? He didn't have to say a thing. All he had to say is, no, you can't depend on me. I said I love my wife and my family. Robin asked me a question. Robin asked me a question. Could Jimmy Kimmel depend on you tomorrow? I said, no. I didn't say I love my house. I love my wife. I mean, you're a fucking maniac. Oh, please, please. Go away. I'm in a closed meeting now with dependable people that I can depend on. All right. Thank you. All right. Got it. I got it. Okay. 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 Okay, now listen, Gary's trying to defend himself properly for a change now. He's actually saying, you, you, if you if you listen carefully through that stupid goddamn Jersey rail well, mic that he uses how, in his office, he's saying, you can't put, he... hold on, hold on, you can't put words in my mouth just to fit your argument, Howard. And Howard's trying to do his best to stomp all over it because he knows Gary's going to come back at him correctly. Well, of course, he wants to, the, he needs the narrative even though the narrative was just exposed as that's not what it is, it doesn't matter. He's going to drive that no matter what. And that goes for the history of Howard Stern, the mythology of Howard Stern. Everybody's leaving and why they left. It's always going to be this has to be the narrative. It doesn't matter what the truth is. So we just heard what the truth is. And he steamrolled, like you said, right over it. And instead of letting him talk on a normal mic, it's... <laughs> Okay, a, a buddy recently, this is a, a little parallel, a buddy recently sent me in a video of a guy breaking down the uh, the time that uh, Carlos Mencia went in on the Bobby Lee show. Now, I can't, you know my, my feelings on Bobby Lee, so I don't need to repeat it, but um, the whole thing of it, because I'd never seen it, because I don't, I wouldn't pay attention, I hate Bobby Lee and I hate Carlos Mencia, so um, anyway, at the at the end of it, what you realize and what Bobby realizes for the first time trying to give... Um, Mencia a chance to own up to what he did mm -hmm. you realize that this insane narcissist Martin's Mencia this insane narcissist will never see what he's done as being wrong and that was Bobby Bobby Lee looking at it for the first time going you know what he gave me my start I'm giving him an opportunity but he has created in his own reality that people are jealous that I made it big and they didn't and they tried to torp they torpedoed my career they tried to uh, because you know they were just jealous and that's the narrative forevermore same with Howard that so reminds me because I just watched a documentary of five part one on the Jussie Smollett thing and the people who he knew in his life that were so disappointed that once it all came out the fact that he kept sticking and changing to this fake narrative of whatever. It's just, it was obviously not true. And so it was bothering so many people he worked with, so many people who were producers they interviewed, they interviewed cast runners, they interviewed showrunners, and they were like, come on. I mean, own up You're to busted. It. You're busted. You're out. It's done. You're caught. Yes. Yes, if, if <laughs> Howard's the kind of guy with a smoking gun, bloody footprint, like if he was OJ, except OJ with a, a shitload of DNA all over him, like shitload of DNA evidence all over him, be going, what gun, what knife, what right. blood, you know, what are you talking about? Not me. I wasn't there.
he'd insist in the face of uh, all that evidence. He'd be like, I don't know, Howard Murdoch. So anyway, let's keep going. (laughs) Okay, got it. Acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. Okay, good. Hello, big screen TV. I love you. I like when he looks at you and goes, I don't have a lot of homes like you do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all the anger came to me. Oh, yeah. not his fucking I guy. I just said, palace in Versailles. Yeah, can I? You have staff. I don't have a staff. He's right. You do have a staff. I was going to say, fuck you, Julie. It's not about how many homes you have. It's about how many people you have to maintain those homes, which are a shit ton in Howard's case. He has an entire building staff. And Howard has enough money that if he actually pulled a Lisa Left Eye Lopez and set fire to 17 Squabble Lane and like ignited a bunch of cats and let them run around and just blow the whole thing up, he could pay for another mansion without without breaking a sweat. A thousand percent. I wonder when he sold his stock options. I wonder if that created a run on the stock. <laughs> oh, immediately. That was a year. It was a year after he the, 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 as soon as he could, he sold them. Oh, good. Right. Yeah. Unbelievable. I don't have anybody. Just I shut the fuck up. That you have. All right, good. I have a staff infection. Gary, I'm not, I just asked. Jimmy's not mad at me. I just said he can't depend on me tomorrow. If there's a storm, I don't know that I can get there. I mean, so you're well, being a, simple... a dick. So you're being a dick, Howard. If Jimmy can't depend on you, then stop playing middle of the road. Say yes or say no or say I'll appear on Skype. <laughs> the other thing is Jimmy is a talk show host. Howard is the guest on the show. Gary is not anybody's guest. He's your fucking employee. And currently like, we can only hear him through an aluminum fucking tube. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, man. Like I've, I've heard... <laughs> I've heard walkie kitty kitty walkie talkies that sounded better than Gary's mic. And the other thing is, I love about these videos, guys. When Gary's in repose, like he's they show they show the um, the Gary cam. You always see him with that one hand outstretched, watching whatever, doing whatever on the computer. He's clearly not doing anything in his office while that's going on. There's no work that needs doing. He's not doing paperwork. He's not looking up anything. He's literally just playing fucking solitaire. And that always bothered me because there's a million things he could be doing that are proactive. Yeah, of course. But, you know, let's just get him on the tin can like it's now and then and they're through the windows. (laughs) (laughs) Well answered. Can't believe I got to take shit, by the way, from Shuli, who almost got fired for missing almost a shitload of days. Right, Right, Shuli? Still attacking, Gary. I don't know why you're attacking me. I just asked a question. I'm here. You're not getting shit from anybody. You're so brave. yeah, she's she, 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 like <clears throat> Samuel de Champlain. He's just freaking. <laughs> I love the hoodie on hoodie look, you fuck. Well, yeah, honestly, he's he's full and well. He's well and truly prepared for, uh, you know, hard days, non-work inside the studio. Um, and Benji, you don't hear. Notice you, Benji's right next to him. I know he's a joke writer and you're not supposed to hear him, but you really don't hear him. You wouldn't even know he was fucking there. So What's where are the shoot? jokes coming from? Well, Benji's not laughing. It's a huge indication of what a worm Shuli is. And the fact that the more this goes on, the stronger he feels to be this Mm -hmm. little fucking pest. Mm -hmm. I have a family. Anyway. No, Jimmy Kimmel cannot depend on me tomorrow. I don't know if I can get to Brooklyn. That's the answer. Oh, so it's okay for (laughs) him. This is great. We are just seeing right in plain sight a double standard. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Maybe. I can't do it. Maybe. I don't know. 
you're doing the same exact thing to somebody who's on primetime television. Nice. And also depends on, excuse me, depends on uh, a guest, uh, you know, to, to for their for their show, basically. And also considering he gave um, like Drew Barrymore shit at the concert for New York. Um, mm-hmm. For not appearing because she was scared. A lot of people wouldn't go into the city after, after not immediately after the uh, you know in the, the aftermath. They were worried there's going to be another one anytime soon. You know whatever lightning can strike twice, and uh, and then that was the infamous Paul McCartney going Howard. That's not right. He was watching it uh. on you know backstage, and he was giving Howard a little shit about it as well he should have. And she was actually smart because, you know, they declared the air clean, much like uh, Ohio right now at East Palestine. But you know. 10, 20, 30 years later, uh, everybody's got cancer. So yeah. she made yeah, the right choice. <laughs> if your iron content is low, just step outside and breathe for a while. <laughs> Simple answer. Now, when are you going to tell Jimmy that? I'm going to tell Jimmy uh, right now. You can't okay. depend on me. I don't know. Jimmy can't depend on Jimmy for tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to tell him right now. You can't depend on me. I'm going to tell you right now. Don't expect a commitment. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I'm telling oh. you right now, definitively. Let me tell you right now from the bottom of my heart. Maybe. I hope he hears this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, let, let somebody no, else Jimmy? tell him. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you, you've got a wedding coming up. Imagine everybody RSVPs. Not sure. Uh, and the same way he treated his 60th birthday. Oh, you didn't get an invitation, Wendy? Oh, I had nothing to do with that. What? Number of people attending, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> so in response to your thoughtful RSVP, we've included zero chairs at your table. <laughs> he is planning to record his shows as they have planned. Oh, is that right? He's going to yeah. go through with it. Well, He's I'm going to make every effort. Tape. I'm going to make every effort. But if, what if a tree falls in my house? What do I do then? <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> what would Gina do? He'd stand there and stare at a fucking tree on his house. Look at what Jimmy's doing. Jimmy's bringing along Man. a backup generator. Uh, well, his house in, in California is not. <laughs> is abandoned. He is abandoned. not in the path of <laughs> Sandy. He has more choices. He's flying out the crew early. I don't have the choices you have. I haven't taken one phone call. No, how are people faring in this weather? How are you faring? Uh, This person's underwater. I won't bother him. James, go ahead. You're on the air. (laughs) Rain hasn't even started. He's underwater. Dominic. Dominic. <laughs> yeah, he's he, he's not he's definitely not on fire. Let's go to the no, rain has started. What's that? Let's go to the Foxwoods Casino. Yep, oh, it has. Yes. Hello. Uh oh. <laughs> Manly, I'm coming. <laughs> Call me as soon as the first drops hit. Oh oh. Uh oh. Lucas, get the chainsaw out for the tree that's gonna fall. <laughs> And the other thousands of scenarios. <laughs> oh God, man! You know when he does that impression of of Bowie, he was always, he would always do that with his teeth. But now that he's got those fucking awful caps in, it's it's it released like some cadaver. You're working on his den, his jawline. I was just gonna say, it sounds like a hospice person who is forgetting how to put their teeth in correctly. And they're mm-hmm. just speaking with dry yeah. mouth, and a nurse hasn't gotten them water in two days. Yeah, absolutely. 
There he goes. I'm coming, Bolt, <laughs> who I don't love so much. How about the expressway? Has the tree fallen yet? <laughs> I'm monitoring with John Belil. They're putting cones up as I drive. They're closing the bridge behind me. Crickets. Uh-oh, just made it through. <laughs> <laughs> Doug Goodstein's home. Yeah, <laughs> waiting. feet up. Yeah, yeah, right. And this is how you know he has fake teeth. So when he is doing these impressions of Bowie. This is how you know he has fake teeth. When you listen, it's this phonemic awareness where you know what it sounds like when your mouth, your tongue pushes up against the roof of your mouth or your teeth, the sounds that it makes. You can just hear in the microphone, it sounds like his tongue and when he speaks, it's pushing up against a foreign object. You can just hear that, it's not his mouth. There's because something the, in it. Because the new dentures are yes. d- different from what he used to have. So he's not able to. I'm I trying to think of com- compar- comparably like Marley Matlin, for example, any deaf person who learns how to speak and learns how to uh, lip read. But because they've never heard the, what their own voice should sound like, they're only going based on um, a long you know, like a long time of studying it. But they don't know exactly how it should sound because they've never heard it. They don't know what it sounds like. Take, take it like a godfather when he put the napkins in his mouth. And yeah, so were, yeah. his entire well, speech sounds different, right? Yes. It's you can just tell when he does the impression later on from Gary from when he originally does it. There's something that's in his mouth that is foreign. It's not yes. right. Uh, one sec. Let me see if I can get it because uh, I have it here. And now I got to just I'll, I'll just mark it over one sec. Uh, getting excellent reports on you. <laughs> so yeah. that was with his new dentures. That's great. <laughs> One more time, guys. Uh, getting excellent reports on you. Every excellent. It sounds like he's speaking into something, over something, pushing against something, but it's not normal. It's not the organic things that are in your mouth. I was going to say, would, wouldn't it have made more sense for him to get the dentures way earlier and then have that time to practice it? Because because and get like maybe he have to take lessons on how to pronounce with those new things. I don't know what he exactly got. I mean, people get different teeth like caps. I don't know what he got exactly, but it has to be, I think, different I, than just regular caps because it sounds like an entire new device in his mouth when he speaks. I think he got I think he literally got his entire top uh, top teeth, uh, his entire plate removed and got new just new chompers completely because his teeth were sh- so horrendously bad. They were very I mean, his- uh, um, mice like. Yeah, they're jagged. They were dirty. I mean, he did say he was a smoker early on in his life. You can't do anything with those fucking teeth. If you go three packs a day, if he claims to, even if it was just two packs a day for years at a time, your teeth are fucked. There's no, there are whitening techniques they can do at the dentist, but most of them will eventually just say, look, let's, they're, they're jagged and they're discolored. Let's just give you new fucking teeth. I think there are uh, aesthetic things you can do now with white lights, lasers, and uh, different different uh, beauty techniques now, but at the Mm -hmm. time, I don't Mm -hmm. think there was anything that was going to help him. Plus, it doesn't change the shape of those small, small teeth. 
It was funny because when he said he got it, when he got a nose job, he was worried it was going to change how he sounded. I'm like, can't you're you're already a fake modulated piece of shit. What's the difference of adding another setting there? But um, it is true what he mentioned years and years ago. But when he had a mustache, his vocal teacher told him you you have to lose the mustache because people who have facial hair in in uh, involuntarily change how they pronounce things because they're worried about how they look as they're because oh. they're they see themselves you know in the mirror and stuff and they they're conscious of uh, a type of uh, movement that they think looks like shit that's interesting i was wondering too since he we know some he did something with his jawline and his chin i wonder mm-hmm. how that impacted the way he spoke if he was self-conscious or if it if it prevented his mouth from moving away that it uh that he used to do, but maybe it impacted that. Yeah. I mean, there's I so the, many things. Yeah. The, t- the tendrils <laughs> might've banged off the microphone making metallic sounds. I don't know that. Um, like, I think the teeth was the biggest uh, hurdle for him to get past. And to this day, he's still fucking things up. Me and Raven, we talk about it all the time. P's, Q's, hard consonants are his biggest enemy and carbs. Th- that's very true. Good, good and, point. And vagina. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Wow, it looks dark outside. <laughs> it's getting darker by the minute. It's dark. <laughs> so bad out. Mary, there's a roadblock. I'm going through it. Gary, serious, and I'm being serious. You should leave now. And I'm being serious. <laughs> Gary. The rain has started. Jack, Gary, the rain just started. I'm serious. Go home. I don't need to leave now. The rain's not a danger. No, but seriously, go home now because it's it could rapidly get bad. And I'm being serious, and I'm a member. He's not being serious. He's being a bully. Mm-hmm. He's basically trying to egg him on. He wants more of Babooey on the radio. It's much like um, all those assholes in the Dabbleverse want Stuttering John desperately to come back so that they can goof on him some more. But he's smartly. He's finally doing something smart. That wet brain idiot, and he's staying away. I didn't even know what a dabble versus until you told me. I have no, I had not a clue. I was like, yeah, what no, the it's, fuck it's, is the dabble verse? It's a whole cottage industry. A bunch of podcasts came up, including Shuli, that, uh, well, he basically, he wasn't getting any hits on his channel, wasn't getting any patrons. So he decided to copy who's are, who are these podcasts and go after Shuli. You don't remember this? I, no, sorry, go after Stuttering John. But I didn't know that it was something called the Dabbleverse. Oh, I see. Yeah, well, that was just all based on something Chrissy Mayer said about uh, stuttering John in the middle of an interview. I will say, if I were Gary, now this is on him. It's time to get up and go. Fuck off. Why yeah, and just literally have an empty. <laughs> what was that thing we said? Mike Ganji should have just walked in, farted as he left. Yeah. <laughs> we Hot boxing him. in and bye. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. No, it's a good time to leave. I have more things sure, to do Sure, I think you're being irresponsible. Your home's getting wet, Gary. <laughs> yeah, they could be flooding already. Mary, stop be- building an ark. <laughs> yeah, Mary's <laughs> building an ark all by herself. Get two animals, two by two. What if a window is open? Did, who's checking the windows, Mary? Uh-oh. Of course. Yeah, well, I don't know that she's capable. If you see a wicked witch of the West, get away. <laughs> She's peddling by the window. See, I didn't go home. So Mary, Mary ended up in Oz. Seriously, go well, home now. Well, the trampoline. Gary, go. <laughs> no, that's a callback to the first episode or second episode we did. The trampoline. <laughs> it's true. It will blow away. <laughs> oh, Christ almighty. Home.
I'm not ready to go home. You should. I could be dependent on to finish the show today. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you do what though? You're dependent on to be the punching bag. Get up, you fucking leave. This <clears throat> This is an amazing angle. How often do you see this where you see his notes in front of him, papers all mm. over? Look at look at look at the size of the font there. Wait, he's got the New York Post. He's at New York Post, some binder that looks like something out of, you know, the fucking the the Warren Commission and then some other emails presumably being typed. I can't zoom. The the, the resolution's as good as it's going to get, guys. If zooming not going to help. binder. <laughs> What is he, the well, press secretary? <laughs> <laughs> Casey. Right. Oh, my no, God. No seriousness. Go. He thinks I'm kidding, and I'm not. I, I understand if you're going to If you're going to risk going home. <laughs> Getting things done. Look at all the papers that we just saw. <laughs> Get ready. That's that's a precursor to all the sticket notes, oversized sticket notes in the den. <laughs> Red rum, red rum. I think he should go home now because it could rapidly get bad. At least he can get out now. Right. I think I have a pretty good idea. I mean, John Belanda said the worst of it is a two. Well, he could be a little bit wrong. He could be. So we just got a little look. Remember when you said, um, do you think they see Robin? They don't. It's Howard that sees Robin. Nobody else does. So that monitor, maybe the monitor on the right side of him, that's Robin. I think that the, that only he sees Robin because I can't from that angle a couple of times I've looked I can't see mm-hmm. anything in front of the other people and they're not looking in that direction either. Yeah. Off. Mm. It's not an exact science. Mm. Hurry home <laughs> right now. Mm. I'll be upset. I'll be worried about you sick all day. Uh, yes, James, you're on the air in Franklin Square. Are you safe? <laughs> no, I'm Are there white caps in the bug bath? <laughs> <laughs> what, if there's a, what, if, what if there's flooding and a tree on the house? <laughs> and we have to identify the tree. At that point, I, I would just abandon ship, right? Yeah, like, what are you <laughs> gonna, and emergency services are not going to get there right away. They're not going to get there. No, she just Gary's the acting like he can get the tree out there yeah. and himself. Shuli just said, an emergency surfaces are not going to get there right away. Yeah, that's why I should be there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shuli's right in the Howard, you know, what daughter's camp? What what wife? I mean, yeah, good. You just made my point for me. Emergency services will not be there. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm telling sheets. We need tourniquets. <laughs> Put glass under my gums. Oh, no, that's Mr. Ed. Tape the windows and my teeth. Hey, now. Hey, now. Film a Mr. Ed reference. We are so low. <laughs> oh, well, man. It's, what, 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 it's funny, though. When he, I, I, I forgot about him putting the Sharpie in the mouth when he's doing Gary's voice, which is really just stupid laziness. But it reminded me of Martin Short on The Tonight Show when Johnny was asking him, how do you do you know, your Jerry Lewis impression? He goes, I just try to think as though I'm speaking with a lozenge in my mouth. <laughs> That's exactly what Jerry sounds like. Perpetually chewing on halls. Anyway, or sucking on halls. If, and if you see it, it's fantastic. It's the same episode where Betty Davis is next to him and she's not impressed. <laughs> 
and he's doing some fucking killer impressions. Maybe the best. Not his movies aren't so great, but Martin Short may be the best talk show guest of all time. It's true. <laughs> I, I live two towns away from Goodfield. It's not bad at all. There you go. Not bad at all out there, yet, is it? Well, I'm worried about Gary getting home. It's not bad. We just <laughs> played a CCTV video in our first episode of what the timeline was. By four o'clock, buildings <laughs> were collapsing. Oh my god! <laughs> you you look at this. So, like, picture if it was a rural area. You know, it spreads out more. There's soil to soak it up. It's a concrete jungle of yeah, and you know also buildings. <laughs> You know, before the tsunami hit in 2004, before it hit Indonesia, you could actually walk out quite a bit, you know, into the into the ocean and then not suffer anything, guys. That's 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 the call we need to make. Yeah, it's like the equivalent of hanging out of palm trees for a day. I love when Jay Thomas, Jay Thomas was in studio and he goes, you know, not a fucking goat died, not a dog died. They 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 sensed it and they ran up fucking hill. People were like, hey, look, there's more shallow now. And so look at Howard. He what does he have to worry about at the what floor? The penthouse right. floor? Yeah, no kidding. What are your parents doing? You talk to them yet? Yeah, I called my mom last night. Oh, trying, yeah. like, like, what can I do for my parents? You know, they're in their house and stuff, <laughs> and I go, Mom Oh God, that's gonna be so good when we actually write I I've got the uh, the um the thing actually oh, from going. uh yeah, like they don't. He doesn't mention. This is key, guys. We don't have audio of him. I don't believe. I have to check. Um, I don't think there's a lot of audio of him taking in his parents, but I, and I do know that when he does mention, he's like he's fed up with having to put them up. But they were at the library, whatever oh. that the library was. Him, his, his sister was out of power for like four days or something, and he wouldn't take her in. This interests me to no end. So we have to play this because, first of all. You and I are close with our parents. How fast, if you were rich, if there was a hurricane, would you take in your folks without Even if question? I was, whether I was rich or not, that's the first thing I would be doing. Like, are you guys okay? How are you well, guys doing? Of course, but I'm saying if we're living the same class of people down the street, we're both going to be fucked. But, you know, mm -hmm. we're going to check on each other. What I'm saying is, why wouldn't you offer that to your family right away? What family? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you he talking to? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> family. <laughs> I was born out of dust. Um, I can't hear you so good. I go. Okay, I was on the cell phone, you know. Oh, uh -huh. forget it. That, then there's no communication. I go. Okay, I'll be quick. Are you okay? Of course, I'm okay. Uh, well, I'm worried about you in the storm. Are you, do you, you, are you prepared? Do you have things? I mean, what should I prepare? <laughs> Your father. Oh, my God, this bothers me so much. When I think of what I would do for my parents, I'm going to pretend I'm him, okay? So I'm not saying mm -hmm. myself. If I were him and I knew this was coming, I would have backup generator after backup generator. I would have everything weatherproofed. I would have just anything. I would grocery shop for them. I would make sure they have all the medicine they need, make sure there's no possible way they could lose heat or electricity, whatever. But even say that fails, if everything's getting really bad, I would make sure there's a way that they can come to me and I'm going to take care of them, have their room set up, have everything they need, a second supply at my house. Not Bare just minimum. that. 
at that house, how many kitchens in, in the Hamptons anyway, how, in Florida, certainly, how many kitchens must he have in the house? At least two or three. Uh, and then, all, you know, you could stock a whole wing with things like non like non perishables for his his um, his parents and have every medical thing they could ever want. You just literally tell the, the pharmacist, look, I just need this stuff to stockpile for when they get here, if they have to be here, that kind of thing. I don't want anything to go to chance. You have all that money. You could literally do it and look away and not remember you had it and it wouldn't set you back that much at all. It wouldn't, he wouldn't even notice. It's a yep. flea on his shoulder. It doesn't matter. And he could have his, his assistant get everything prepared. Just say, you got spend it. whatever, do whatever you want. By the way, after this, they were more worried about cats and pets than mm -hmm. the parents and people. Just the fact that they even had to go to a library is the most despicable thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. This is the timeline, guys. So this was all happening like Monday, Tuesday, what have you. And then it says, um, this is from uh, Uncle Larry, uh, who's also on uh, Twitter. So I get his tweets all the time when the show is live. Good thing the show didn't mention Howard's sister, uh, Ellen, lost power for nearly a week before she was invited to his mansion. A number of folks saw her Facebook timeline before it was edited once she was in Chimney Manor. Thursday, 1.56 p.m. Hi, everyone. Thanks for your concern. We lost power Monday night and still waiting for it to return. I'm at Belmore Library using their Wi-Fi. Nights are the hardest, but at least we have been able to find restaurants that are open. Take care. What? Friday. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. Why, in God's name, wouldn't you take your family in? What a What's piece sister? of shit. <laughs> Friday, 3.17 p.m. Hi, everyone. Still no power, but getting creative. <laughs> Guess we will do the same tonight. Thanks, goodness. Thank goodness for libraries. Stay well, everyone. I really appreciated your comments. So... It's now uh, almost like f the week, the full work week is gone and almost done. And she's still at a fucking library. Sunday, Claudia, wonderful to hear from you. Peter drove me to my brother's house. So I'm nice and warm. It sure feels good. Glad things turned out okay for you. Take care. <laughs> oh my God. I'm not saying that people don't normally suffer like this during catastrophes of mm -hmm. climate and weather because they do. But yeah. not people who have <laughs> multi-millionaire families in the same city. Yes. Once in a lifetime type wealth. You have to be kidding me that he made her cut it out at a fucking library for multiple days freezing. So, okay. So this is my point. An emergency like this that affects your fucking blood sister, your full sister. And okay, now if if the, if we this would all be a moot point if we knew that he and she didn't get along, but we know they do. We know oh, she, that they, they don't have any problems. Never said a bad word about him. Never. So this is so take that off the table, anybody, because there's someone on our YouTube channel talking about how Howard must be a decent guy because he's never been busted for me too. I oh <laughs> by that I, rationale, I, I, Jimmy Savile should be canonized. <laughs> I saw that comment. I go, you don't know Hollywood very well, do you? <laughs> no, I guess not. So anyway, um, so you've got this guy. So for if he wouldn't put up his fucking sister and her family. With all the space he has, he could be For at one days. residence, they can be at another. He has three places they could possibly go to, number one. Number two, do you really think 
it's beyond Howard to not donate a nickel to his dying cousin who he claims to love, who is dying of cancer, the gay one, Stacy. Oh, and people like his 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 daughters and his wife, his ex-wife, donated to the the guy. And he had he had a GoFundMe and he let him fucking die, and then donated, then went to his funeral and then donated something to fucking North Shore Animal League. <laughs> That's so I wonderful. Mean, do you, do you put anything past him? It's like after covering this this Murdoch trial and this Murdoch case with Kayla, I'm thinking to myself, this this guy, this character, Alex, Alec, whatever, shot his was guilty of convicted of shooting his son, Papa, and Mags, Maggie. Do I really think that Howard is beyond doing this if shit got really thick? No, of course not. If he lost all his money, yeah, he would. I truly think that. That's but right. I also and it was about to come out and everybody was going to know like certain things were going to come out. Yeah. The, the whole thing was unraveling. If his whole thing was unraveling, I don't put it past him for five seconds in the same position. Mm-hmm. But I but I do think for his money, if you don't want your sister at your house, do you know how many rich people probably left their homes to go to warmer climates during this time, just rent a house from the Hamptons, rent a house from anywhere and put them up wherever the fuck you want. This isn't like we're, we're not worth looking at it in terms of what hotels available, what what's was, available on regular people. This yeah, is regular. But I mean, if you didn't want to deal with her at all, literally just send here two grand, spend two grand on whatever hotel uh, for right. a week, for seven days or whatever it takes and tell her, look, open. Here's my checkbook. It's on me. Find a place. Go to the Sheridan, whatever. Stay there a week. Get all the food. Here's a restaurant, whatever. Uh, here's a credit card, whatever. Just tell them it's on me. The library, be- the library with cots is essentially I know everybody have seen those those arenas during Katrina where they're all sitting like, you know, side by side. It's essentially the same thing, except for it's a library. Yeah. Like the Lambda like the Lambda Lambda Lambdas in Revenge of the Nerds in the in the gym. Here we go. When I went out, we have water, we have I mean look if the power goes out, that'll be terrible. But uh, (laughs) we're fine. I mean what can we do? I go, I know. I just feel like I should call you so to pretend like I'm sort of interested. Like oh. I'm, I'm pre- At least he's being honest about that. Just get a, just shove them off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> so keep, keep in mind, guys, this is literally 10 years before he gives the eulogy from hell to Ben Stern and is still shitting on him. And this is uh, our recent episode where Benjamin pointed out, you know, he the parents would pack him up city to city and set it up for him as a 27-year-old grown man. So they have done everything for him, paid for college, paid for a car, moved him. Fed him, clothed him, went shot, got his clothes, got helped him buy lingerie for his wife. <laughs> There's a hurricane? Good luck. Well, if you're Ray right now and you have your faculties, you're thinking, why didn't I put some fucking cyanide in one of his goddamn peanut butter sandwiches over these years? I'm sure it's likewise. Oh, yeah. Prepared to do something? Like, what can I do? <laughs> if a tree falls on, I love my parents, but if a tree falls on their house, what can I do? Nothing. I'm not going to go out there with a chainsaw. No. I would, bull. Like, does Daddy really guard his house? I mean, what, like, yeah. what is... From looters. Like, he has neighbors, like, guard the houses, too? I mean, do they, like, know. take turns? 
I know Gary has web cameras on his house at all times. Like, he can go online and see I his know. house. What if our address mm. falls off the house? Um, then we won't know where we are. I'm constantly monitoring you. Uh, yeah, okay. So, 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 Shuli, he can see his house. And then what? Then what? You're going to have a great ticket to see the tree fall into the side of the house and watch water being poured into the fucking den. And you go, hey, you know what? At least I can see it on my computer. Check this out, Shuli. It's going to look like poltergeist when the tree attacks the little boy in his bed. (laughs) No word of a lie. This is the second poltergeist. It was was going to be a poltergeist mention. But Kayla, Kayla, in the recent Murdoch thing we recorded, she uh, said that the... um, the the grandfather going into the hospital looked just like the old man in that black suit in Poltergeist. Uh, number two, the <laughs> yeah. that that guy scared the shit out of me. That oh, yeah. I had nightmares about that guy. But the but Julie, or I'm sorry, Howard saying, "Oh, the address fell off. I don't know where I live." Yeah, no, you wouldn't because you're an idiot. You, <laughs> yeah, need, a, you need only straight lines and a limo driver to get you where you need to go. And a Sherpa. <laughs> Wait, are you monitoring? That's a good thing, right? You would think they would do something. Beanie's like the call guy now, you know? Gary has a crossbow now. You got me. Look, he's got, got a crossbow. back. I'm oh, back why? like an asshole. Why are you back? Did you, guys, you, <laughs> Would you go home? You know what? You threw the <laughs> you threw the asshole hook in the water, and I fucking bit on it. And you, and you reeled me in. Gary, seriously, go home. <laughs> you did. I mean, it was it was dangling, and I go, I'm not gonna fucking bite on it. I'm not gonna bite on it. Here I ain't fucking half. Instead, he should have came up and said, "Here I am, and here's what I have to say about Shuli." Start like, why? Why are you such a pussy? Start. Mocking the fuck out of Shuli. Right at this point, you, you've got you've got like an arsenal. You've got like a a, a a sixteen page stack of fucking eight by four, whatever eight by eight by ten, uh, you know, photos of their assholedom in front of you, and just use every one of them. Throw it in their face. You're going like fuck, yeah, Shuli. Yeah, yeah. You know, listen. I know you paid your dues. How do you enjoy uh, being on mic for no extra money for this shit? How do you feel uh, that you're Howard's, you know, complete step and fetch? At least I'm getting paid to be here. Are you warm <laughs> under your giant hoodie and hoodie over it? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Name one person on Liverpool. Um, no, the the thing is, and Howard, yeah, yeah, basically, like, the best thing would be they go to that fucking uh, Gary mic and there's no one there. It's just that stupid microphone or there's a sign saying, be back Friday. <laughs> For, that would have been way better. And what a kick-ass way to say fuck off. I would also say, Shuli. I know you're trying really hard because Artie's gone. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. See, this worked out well, didn't it? Stop it. And I'm serious. If you are going home, you should go now. I'm fine. All right. I'm fine. I'm worried about you. I feel like I'm watching a symphony in progress. No symphony. (laughs) And I'd say there, as annoying as Jackie was, even he did a better job filling air time. So yeah. Not sure what you're doing. (laughs) <laughs> I'm still laughing when we covered the um, the Cleveland book signing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and <laughs> he said something like, um, she had nothing to do that morning, did she? <laughs> and then he goes, Didn't you, oh, you got back Sunday? <laughs> I'm exhausted. You got back Sunday. Then you took in a fucking play. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm exhausted. When did you get back Sunday? <laughs> Oh, 
Oh god, it's like a car that's perpetually on a quarter tank all so the get- time. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> <laughs> You're always praying to God that you make it. Um <laughs> No matter how much you put in, it's always a quarter. <laughs> every time, every time it goes green, you're like, please. Um, the speedometer never goes past ten. <laughs> <laughs> you're always seeing the fuel light low. Um, yeah, exactly. Service. Uh, sh- I, if I were Gary, I'd say Jackie's laugh fills up more than anything you're doing right now. Oh, it was unbelievable. I'm actually concerned. I'm just trying to figure out what to do tomorrow. What? Is he a kind of person? Like, you would think they would take care of him now that he's a big shot in Connecticut. Uh, I got to go because no one can understand a word you He said now that I'm on, uh, I'm a big shot. Okay, they're going to uh, drop the other 60,000 houses and just focus on mine. Right. LJ, you're on the air. That's LJ over in uh, Comac, Long Island. Hey now, first time, long time, Howard. You better, you better get, you better stay in your house with Doug Goodstein. Just wanted to thank you for always making it out, staying on for 9/11, being there. I love how Howard really looks like a weasel when he does that impression. Did you see those teeth when he does it? Yeah. (laughs) Right. He looks like he's just completed the fucking dam. Um, I mean, there's there's all all manner of shit, I suppose, that you can get from this saga. Like, guys, like I said, it's a one stop buffet of cringe. He looks like he looks like the puppet from Full House when Joey Gladstone would get the beaver. (laughs) I thought you were going to say he looks like Alf. No, the uh, the um, the thing is. We, we, we've got so much more to go through, guys. But keep in mind that there's, this is more of the we, – we discussed it, you and I did, about the disconnect between Howard TV and the regular staff, like the, the on-air staff. Let's, mm-hmm. I mean, I know Howard TV was on-air as well sometimes, but not they weren't supposed to be generally. So the disconnect, that's something I would – that we definitely got to ask about the next time we interview Richie because they're – like whether they wanted to have synergy or not – the difference between the two worlds uh, was clearly vast. And I don't know if it was just a money thing, a blue collar thing, or strictly you can't trust these other fucking people. Like we're working guys. We're, we're not going to throw anybody under the bus if we, if we don't have to. So I think it's a collaboration of everything you just said, depending on the times of year and when Mm -hmm. we're talking about. I think there was times where they felt collaborative in a team. I think Mm. they were times where they felt unsure and an outcast. And I think there were times where they're like, I got to watch my own ass and we're totally separate. It just depends on what was happening with the show. But this is all because of the way Howard left it ambiguous for a lot Mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. So, yeah, make that make a note of that. When we go to interview Richie, we definitely got to go heavy on the Hurricane Sandy oh. thing, because I this is one thing I could not. This is our new 15 foundation. guys. Sorry. But, he, but Howard didn't leave it ambiguous. No. When he wanted to pay them when it was contract time, certain things he was definitely like, you're not the show. When it comes to your insurance, when it comes to your benefits, when it comes to pay anything else, take it up with E. But then when it comes to I want a different position in life and I need a recommendation, you're unloyal. (laughs) Yep. Sorry, disloyal. But uh, the uh, you're correct. The the, the idea of um, this era, this Marcy Turk thing being as, as stressful as it must be for Gary, I can only imagine what it was like for the E crew. 
um, not knowing what their contract situation was going to be like. However, the way Sussy explained it, they did five-year deals too. So I imagine they a lot of them were thinking, well, I've still got another three years. It's only 2012. But they're but they're depending on him to sign too. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he has just re-signed. But also the other thing is he's still doing, I don't know if the appeal is still going, but he's still appealing his lawsuit, the, 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 uh, the, the judgment that he lost against Sirius. And are they going to can him as a result of it, leaving and them I, in the lurch as well? And I'm sure there's whisperings of apps being developed, tech being developed. And jobs maybe being lost because we don't need this much shit. We don't need this many staff to run this camera, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I think there's a great, huge upheaval in addition to the GTD thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. 9-12, coming in today. You can depend on me. Storms. What's up with Gary? That sounds like He used to be shoes. so dependable. Why can't he go home now? Well, he has concerns that trees are going to fall on his house and there's going to be flooding. So he's but no, he said, why can't I go home now? And then he what? He should go now. And then what? Sorry. And get your generator out if that's the problem, or go home, get your wife and kids, and come to the hotel. Uh, that is sour shoes for sure. It is it, sour shoes. That's totally him. I, I can tell when he said that last thing. You can tell. He has yeah. this certain, when he accent. does impressions, there's an accent and an echo almost yep. in his, yeah. Why don't you Why don't you leave your house in Comac and just you know? Why don't, why don't you both you guys Why don't both you guys cut down all your trees now so they can't fall on the house? And by the way, it's not just trees. There's a lot of different things Absolutely. that go on. For instance, what ha- there's leaves and the gutters get filled up. <laughs> like a, last right. storm two weeks ago, I had to go up on the roof Mary, with a ladder. I'm going up with a ladder for the storm. Again, if even if he were to pick up his family and go to a hotel and leave his house, well, what if during this you need something for your house, like? I'm not going to have my house extra ruined because I'm not there for this bullshit. <laughs> the way Howard sees it's like, listen, a power line uh, severed and the whole wing of the house is on fire. Ah, eh, fuck it. I'll be I'll get there on Wednesday. Like they were actually in studio during 9-11 and it yeah. happened. So, OK, it was great and brave that they stayed. That's amazing. But they were already there. This is something completely different. Yes, and don't forget, guys. Multiple times, Howard asked Tom if he could leave. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, don't, don't. Let's not whitewash anything. And we're never. I don't know that we'll we'll ever do a nine eleven show. Like, but I would like to isolate I would those like clips. To. I would don't you like think to. it would be too much of a downer? No, because I think it's an interesting. Um, it's interesting to see how the show was then, and I think it's just interesting perspective of how things were then it's a good time capsule how different it was and i also really think it's interesting the callers because they were so real and remember there was nothing um a lot of the satellites were on top of the world trade center so Mm -hmm. there was only a few things in media new york city running live that survived that could actually play during this because everything went down I think if we did some kind of truncated version, like we took specific clips of um, of the the day of, but also the 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 Casey stuff, like they mocked him constantly for leaving. Yeah, geez, go figure. Who wouldn't? Um, except you know, and Howard clearly wanted to leave. Casey just managed to do what everybody else was thinking. And Scott, the engineer, the whole bowling thing, and uh, all the other stuff surrounding I think, it. I think maybe it, like, selected you're Canadian. Segments. Yeah, <laughs> maybe because you're Canadian, but I really think that Americans 
we look back on that and even as some weird things were, it is a cool thing to revisit. I do think that. But I, well, I want to know the audience's opinion. Like if you want us to revisit it, let us know. It, yeah, uh, guys, in the comments section, anybody who's interested, I may even put up a poll up anyway, but uh, because it, the thing is, uh, like, we we knew the Fan 15 Foundation would go long, and, but we were interested and we knew enough people would be interested in the whole arc of the thing. Like, by the time it was over, they go, oh, that's why they covered this. That's what, So that would make full sense by the end. But when the building's fully constructed, so to speak, with 9-11, it's diffuse. It covers a lot of things. And it also is not just the day, the next day, the next the week it actually goes on for months more or less because they can't guess they can't get guests coming into the show because of it um you know there's still a lot of news reports or whatever and then it suddenly becomes war coverage you know what well, i mean i mean of course you gotta push yeah. that propaganda machine i no kidding <laughs> i do think though that they were um it's unique in the sense that a lot of shows took off where they stayed on so a lot of people didn't know how to talk especially like talk show hosts and late night show hosts after this, they didn't know when is a good, I even remember like Buffy episodes in Dawson's Creek were like shoved off for weeks. Mm -hmm. Like people didn't know how to return to normal programming, re well, yeah. regular scheduled programming. Like nobody knew how and when was a good time, but Howard stayed on. And even though it's awkward in some ways, it's interesting. I think so. There's if people also, if you recall, guys, the roast of Hugh Hefner, the Comedy Central one, and people, it was right, like in the same, you know, breath, basically. It happened almost right afterwards, and maybe a month, not even. And people were still like, can we laugh? Is it okay to laugh? Well, you're not laughing mm -hmm. at the event. It was, you're, you're laughing, you're, it's just going back to normal, and you're trying to get back to normal to, you know, regular broadcasting. But... Uh, that was part of it. That was the interesting part. That's where the infamous aristocrats joke being thrown in uh, by Gilbert and then mm -hmm. like just, you know, bombing and then digging himself a massive trench then climbing out, which is fascinating. Um, I, but then there was also like, uh, you know, the Bill, Bill Maher on Politically Correct, a guest that of his that was due to come on the show died and was one in one of the planes, I believe. And so for the full week, they left one of the chairs open that they normally would have a guest in for. And then he got uh, kicked off politically incorrect for his um, – remember he said that the people on 9-11 were brave. Yeah, like the, the, the terrorists who actually went through with the plan, they're not cowards. Like you could say whatever you want. It's they're not, not cowards. Yeah, he's not brave. He said they're not cowards. That's right. And everybody was so triggered about anything said bad about any of it that he was immediately canceled. And in retrospect, well, it was it, it wasn't immediately. It was about nine months later. But they decided, yeah, well, we're not he, gonna... he had the contract. But they were immediately they said, this is your last season. I, I think, yeah, that's pretty much it. And it was basically based on a DJ, you know, kind of ramping it up. And be, he said that the, basically people were like, oh, I forgot to be offended. I'm sorry. How and bad I, of me. <laughs> I also found it fascinating. David Letterman cried. And yes. you never see that curmudgeon do no. anything that even resembles emotion. And when he cried out, I, I remember being shocked. You remember when uh, Norm did his last stand up on the last Letterman show? Oh, like, yes, of course. And he was it was you couldn't help but be moved by that, you know, by his emotional outburst. I got choked up so bad that my throat hurt because I didn't want to cry. But also because, you 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 know, like this isn't. Like, like this doesn't happen with Norm. Norm doesn't well up. He doesn't get choked up, whatever. And then Letterman was such a cold fish going over. It was like he was consoling someone whose team had just lost a game. I, 
it was strange because that reaction from Norm, I thought from what I saw once during 9-11 that mm-hmm. Letterman might react the same way, but he was so awkward about it. I mean, he was sweet, but he was awkward. Very awkward. I still was so emotional for how Norm was reacting. And now in hindsight, it do you think More like so. maybe do you think maybe he knew about his own mortality at the time? Um, hard to say. A, maybe had he had a scare. Inkling. Yeah, maybe maybe it was it was I no, I think it was a legit, you know, this was my my dream was to get on the Letterman show and I did. It it was so you know how uh, people always uh, do great acting, like the last episodes of Carson or Letterman or Leno, and the people come on the show and you could tell it's just phony. Mm-hmm. Or, you could, or you could just tell they're overdoing it. Norm was the complete opposite. It was totally genuine. Yeah, it was It was the equivalent of uh, Jimmy Stewart reading the poem about his dog and Johnny Carson, like, wiping away tears because he was just – like, it was Jimmy Stewart – G- the Jimmy yes. Stewart crying on stage, reading about a pet that passed yep. away. And it was truly touching. And it was one of those iconic moments that you would never be able to manufacture in a million seasons of Gilmore Girls. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which like, is why I think we should do the 9-11, because I think there's not a lot of moments that you can manufacture like that again. Well, well, like we'll throw it out to you guys. You guys have your say, uh, yay or nay. We'll put up a poll and on the Facebook page as well as Patreon for people who are not subs, and uh, let us know what you think because it, it would, if it did happen, it would be quite a while away anyway. But we'll just have it added to the list if you guys want. So let yeah, us know. another slog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The gut is a fool. If well, they I do, don't go while back. it was still storming? Hell yeah. Don't you have those All things right. that like you put over the gutters? Those things don't fucking they don't work. Yeah. Those things don't work at my house. You know, Gary. How would you know? <laughs> I was just gonna say that. Didn't Beth? Didn't Beth? Wasn't Beth the one that had to get up on the ladder to retrieve the dead pigeon or something that was stuck in the eavesdrop? He would never look at a yeah. gutter. Gutter, Jesus. I'm, I do I'm know. You, have you been up on the ladder? As a matter of fact, I no, I wouldn't go up on the ladder. I get somebody to do it. I don't have to do that. No, but I'm saying I have had the thing. They just don't work. Right. I, no. I put springs and I have all sorts of things. But in it, mm-hmm. but on, when the when mm-hmm. there's a lot of leaves, Fascinating. All right, please, Gary. Nobody cares. <laughs> well, that's not true. You've been talking about twenty minutes. Please, I'm just trying to make plans for tomorrow. I don't have you in tomorrow. Uh, I got to find out who I can use here tomorrow to do the show. That's all. It's I, not I, meant I, as an attack. Please I, leave so I can talk to the people who'll be here. I, please leave so you can stop counteracting my fucking argue my non arguments with actual logic. I blame Gary. You shouldn't have walked yeah. back in. You should have left. I would have put up the sign exactly how you said it. Fuck you. Bye. <laughs> Fuck you, boff. I've never gotten so much shit I'm in for not doing meeting. something that we I'm don't know private, that I'm not doing I'm yet. in a private meeting with Shuli and Fred and Benji. Yeah, you know what? And you're not welcome. And if, Rob. If Shuli's the future, have a party. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Sweet home Alabama. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, exactly. You're making a scene. Shuley. You're making a scene. It's getting ugly. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Get more airtime. Leave your two-year-old behind. Okay. Thank you, Care. Howard, I just wanted to let you know that I have tickets for Kimmel tomorrow, and I will be there if you will be there. No, you can't depend on me for that. <laughs> All right, thank you. I mean, I'm just honest. Oh, you are? <laughs> so mad at me. I mean, why? I what did know. you do wrong? I don't know. I asked him if he's going to be here tomorrow. You, you look like Shuley the shoe bomber. <laughs> 
<laughs> the, God damn you. Now I'm actually going to look it up and see what the, if you do a comparison side by side. Well, either way, um, surely who's, you know, practicing the, I, I found whatever found, whatever clothes I found on the floor, picked them up, put them on, went to work. Um, I mean, he really just should have a fucking shirt on that says dues pair. rim douche. <laughs> Yeah, big time. I said yes to the question you asked. No. That's what I did. So st- silly. All right. You know what we ought to do, Robin, so Gary can get home? Yes. Let me take a break, and you should start the news so we can get out exactly at 10. All right. I'm just worried about him getting home. Well, you know, if the, if the wind yeah, blows. Goodbye, Mary. It could mean the trampoline. It could mean the rain. Does he it could jump mean on the, that trampoline? Mary, Mary, the flooding is occurring. We, you must. I'm going to take this piece of wood. You float on it, and I'll die. And I, do you picture um, Robin's assistant, one of her one of her slaves, in there with like their hand on the microphone? There's no microphone stand. It's actually someone holding it to her mouth. I picture somebody like opening up the computer for her. Yeah. Totally. What's this button do? I will go. My face will turn blue. I'll stay in the water while you stay on the wood. Gary, lay on my teeth and you won't drown. <laughs> Gary, stop eating the wood with your teeth. No, no. Mary, pull out my teeth and float on one of Stop eating the wood with my teeth. And by the way, again, flying too close to the sun as your teeth almost chip the microphone, douche. <laughs> My enormous my teeth. teeth are like the iceberg. <laughs> They're a flotation device. I don't know how long you'll last, but on my teeth, you could float forever. <laughs> I'll be fine here in the water. Imagine you pulled that. Howard, your teeth, Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio would have survived in the final scene. <laughs> when he was drowning in the Paramount swimming pool. <laughs> I'll never let go. Don't worry, you don't have to. Look at this fucking amount of teeth. Yeah. Fake choppers. Mary escapes. <laughs> With his George Washington-esque uh-huh. bridge work. <laughs> yes, and we have a pillow. Because <laughs> it's like one of those foam <laughs> surf, little surfboard things. Surf to Florida on my t- I was thinking about this just the other day. Remember, you know, you know, I guess it, like a lot of swimming pools now, what's more modern now is those noodles, those big like floating noodles. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're multicolored, whatever, like fluorescent. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking there's no bigger fuck you. There's no bigger ass fucking to the environment than those fucking noodles. <laughs> <laughs> those noodles are basically going Where to Mother are Earth. Where they going? <laughs> they're, they're going to Mother Earth and fucking bukkaking all over her. Those things. <laughs> I always wondered, too, like where those remember everybody big screen TVs were, you know, half the size of your living room width wise. Yeah. No where kidding. do those go? <laughs> <laughs> I guess squabble the 17 squabble lane. <laughs> Lucas, you surf on my other tooth. Mary, you take the, uh, my two front teeth are my largest. And I imagine Howard's got a room with just those TVs and every single video of him of AGT dancing on the screen, like constantly in a rotation. <laughs> those were probably in his parents' house forever. He refused no to replace them. No kidding, yeah. Put Murphy on the molar. <laughs> Bye. What about the cat? So sad. Cats hate water. Cat can, the, my side teeth will support the cat. And Murphy. Don't forget my lips. We cut my lip off as an inner tube. <laughs> cut off my lips and float down the uh, tsunami. What's that expression? By your by your silence, you give express consent. Um. Well, I don't know. Like. 
like Gary Gary's basically everything. He could if he left there. There's the the joke's done. Like they can't. Like you're now you're mocking the the wind basically. Yeah, and it becomes less and less funny because you sound right. like a bully. Right. Then you post a video of yourself if you're Bowie on your easy chair eating popcorn while the show's going on. <laughs> and you just like have the sound like just literally him eating whatever black and white cookies, relaxing somewhere while they're at work. Well, because the main person who's supposed to drive the funny for this bit to keep going is Shuli. How's mm -hmm. that going? You know, you no. need Artie to keep this going. Like, remember when he was making fun of Mike about the Disney World bit? It kept oh, going God. and going and going God. and taking new, <laughs> new roads. <laughs> it was fantastic, but he did that with so many people. And so did Jackie. And so did Billy. This is embarrassing. Well, think of when um, uh, George, uh, sorry, I was just thinking, uh, what's not George K, um, when Benji was talking about Ivy Supersonic and they just started coming up with fat names for celebrities and mm -hmm. are just kind of kept riffing like George Balloony, Fat Damon, and all these things. <laughs> he, he's huge Hefner. <laughs> Again, though, it's, it's, he doesn't, Shuli doesn't have that ability. So he's no, going to sit here. And he has the swagger, like he's one of the boys. He's in. It's his seat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm in. I'm in, bitches. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I love you. He was replaced faster than after the plane crash for Leonard Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we're, you know, we're alternating our militant Southern Rock listener base. <laughs> Oh man. You more than Howard. <laughs> you mean more to me than my job. I told Howard you I love you more, even though he didn't ask. <laughs> he said he asked me if I could he could depend on me and I said no. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't even oh, say no. No. Just started yelling at me. <laughs> I don't have choices. Like you. Like you. You have staff. Oh my God! Look at Shuli. Shuli thinking, playing with your hands, twiddling your thumbs. You're slow, bro. Well, is it? Do you? That's that's strictly nerves, isn't it? It's not comedic timing. God no! God, already. <laughs> You know, the sum of Artie's wit, I can think about, like, there's a million examples of Artie being so funny. And Jackie, obviously, and Billy, you know, when they were in. But the beginning of the bro fight, when Artie's not saying anything, <laughs> Bowie goes in. He's, like, letting them kind of, like, shadow box themselves to death. And uh, Bowie goes in and goes, uh, when we uh, had you, when you when you felt up a lot, Carmen Electra's tits, uh, did you think that was helping a brother out? And he's going, um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's just because he hadn't said anything. And it was like, finally, there was something funny. And it was one word from Kumi, one person. And I know we like, okay, you know, nobody agrees with Kumia's politics. Totally understand. He had the same sort of timing where it was once he's gone, that's missing from the show. Uh, yeah. Like, you yes. don't have that. He has lightning wit speed. I'm talking right. about the O and A days. Yes, and the, and like that, like there's talent. We can separate talent from 
the person who's making these horrible and now he's really gone off the deep end, really make some really racist, I think, tweets. It could be Instagram, but I think it's Twitter. I had to unfollow him because I did not want to be associated with anybody who's going like he's using the, the initials were MFN. Like motherfucking N, like the N words. He was basically he was saying, "It's it's." I have the post somewhere. I, I uh, even, the Nick De, media. even Nick DiPaolo. I was like, "What is happening?" Like guys, like Jesus, what well, what the fuck? I mean, I well, guess he, you know some of these the, people that's always been in them. Nick DiPaolo says some funny shit, and mm-hmm. I like his sense of humor. But it becomes like, why, why just attack? For, I, I just. I don't understand why you can't just get back to being funny about everything. Everything. That's right. Left, right, whatever. All of a sudden it has to be injected with politics. Almost crowbarred in. Not almost. It is crowbarred in. All the time. uh, Yeah. I I don't know. I'm trying to think of a political comic. I grew up with loving political comedy. And the answer is never. I enjoyed when politicians or political figures were made fun of. And Carson used to do that perfectly. He insulted the right and the left equally. And I I miss those days. Not just Carson, but comics. Like if there was a a fucking like when Bill Clinton was busted for, you know, Mm -hmm. getting a blowjob in the office. Like, why wouldn't you make fun of him for that? Of course. I know. I can't imagine that this time is any more stressful than times during, I don't know, the Vietnam War or I mean, what? Just like lighten up. Everybody, <laughs> Rickles b- busting on Reagan. He goes, "You can be like Reagan, huh?" <laughs> I know, but we need those people who are brave. Like, we need those. We need those people right now who are no fearless. give two shits, fearless. Rickles, uh, oh. Carlin. Yeah, yeah. What, what was the expression you used? Say, saying truth to power. Truth to power all the time. And it goes for oh. everyone. I call them the yeah. Uniparty. Everybody deserves a fucking knock. Yes, Shut I up. think so. Julie got his staff together and they're <laughs> you know, watch it out. <laughs> <laughs> My staff. But Fred, I guess your staff will be on it. I guess so. All right. <laughs> you oh, hold on. My God, I have to get a I have to get a screen cap of that. Hold on, let me see this. Fred, this I guess your profile staff will be on it. I guess so. Right. Just check this out. <laughs> oh, oh my god he looks like he was carved out of a tree by a five-year-old <laughs> you ever see those tree faces that you can like put the eyes and the nose and the mouth <laughs> i can put dorothy and toto walking up through the tree while they're walking through the forest and shove this picture in there it'll fit right in <laughs> fuck's sake oh. why are you taking my you staff and choices yeah. <laughs> I had, a, I have no choices. You're looking at the staff sitting right here. Yeah, I'm a pauper. Yeah. <laughs> Benji, you have your staff taking care of things Why at home. Oh, that they're playing. They're playing Celine Dion. <laughs> my heart will go on in the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Good thing you have to have that joke explained to you. That's how funny the show was at this point. You needed a fucking <laughs> annotation. Even I made the Winslet rest reference, but it was about his chompers and yeah. nothing to do. <laughs> yeah. Elisa. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna leave Elisa home alone, and then your staff will watch over her. Those people. Right. Mary, my teeth. <laughs> Pull it out with a pliers. <laughs> <laughs> You'll live no. and I will die. 
Fred's fucking up the sound so bad that you hear a karaoke version of My Heart Will Go On. And in the background, you could hear, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what is happening? You're playing both at the same time. One is in the low background where it's like it's in your backpack and you're not sure if you let your CD player discman on. <laughs> I think sometimes sometimes when you get the um, the Howard TV version of whatever clip it is you're listening to and you get just the audio, there was a difference. They had to insert other music to like to, uh, well, the, to avoid copyright infringement. They're superimposing two songs at the same time and nobody's <laughs> noticing. Right. So I don't remember listening to the audio because I tuned out to the show at this time. But then when I saw this, I, I noticed that and I go and they used to do that a lot of times when um, remember when Artie did his admission on the air that he was, mm -hmm. you know, that he was. Yeah. And then uh, Howard goes over to console him and Fred plays an instrumental on the real show. I think it was a Van Halen song, but on it the was. Howard TV show it was just some unnamed instrumental, which actually a nice piece of music. I wish I knew where it came from. But um, it obviously it was like, we don't we're not going to pay Van Halen a nickel for this. <laughs> I never cover lover. I yeah. um, Benji is very silent. You are correct. And they're not engaging with him on purpose because now that I'm seeing the uh, outlay of the studio with him right next to Shuli, mm -hmm. wouldn't you feel judged if you're not jumping in? So. If you've ever been a part of a mean girl fight or if you've ever been a part of a sassy lunch table or mean lunch table, you know sassy. that the people who are silent and not saying anything while shit's going down, that they don't agree with it. Um, more or less. Yeah. I mean, honestly, when Artie would not talk during the um, the what was it? The fuck Scott Einziger farewell. You know, for, uh, for so long farewell and sussy. And well, he wasn't there for sussy, but he was there for that one. And he was there for stuttering John. And you never heard a peep out of you barely heard a peep out of Artie in half, like even a half hour's time. Yeah, he didn't say anything about that. And what was the other one he didn't say anything about? Oh, uh, um, Doug with the chair, the Goodstein. Doug Goodstein. Yeah, well, he, near somewhere near the end, he goes like, you know, dude, are you really, you know, I think you're making a little too much of this. But that was about it. But it, it came, it took a while. It, I oh, mean, yeah. when Artie was ready to go, it was there for the whole mm -hmm. thing. But it, it it depended on what he was interested in, partially. And then the other things, it was like, I am I know for a fact I'm not going to be welcome in this conversation because A, I have a dissenting view and B, there's no reasoning with this asshole when he gets like this. He, you just need to let him punch himself out. Same with the Ralph stuff. When it came to Ralph, if it didn't directly involve him, he wouldn't say much. Right. But if you were going to throw stuff in his face with the, you're talking about the stealing money thing. Yes. Like the, yeah. Well, then it, that was one of the best. That's still one of my favorites. Like, and then don't when, even involve. Why would you involve me? Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but my teeth will have done good my for me. My teeth will go on and on. on. <laughs> I think I'll ride out this storm in my man cave. One tooth for you. <laughs> Another tooth for Lucas and Murphy. And the two cats will be on my side teeth. This isn't even in... Like the right key. <laughs> your tooth, tooth. Like I mean, like you. I mean, try, try to sing in the same key as the song. He's just mumbling. <laughs> there is no try. <laughs> there is no try. You're right. What song? 
<laughs> it's it sounded like they were playing some show tune and trying to you know have you ever tried to sing a song while some other song is playing it's almost impossible it is yeah i've tried i mean my god my, my wife had what was the one that fucking who's the one that sings um uh let me go to work 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 i, I can't remember who sings that but anyway Rihanna. my what my, it was a Rihanna. Okay, my wife had that on, and I just decided to do some Sinatra over top of it to fuck with her because I, I hate this. I like Rihanna. I think she's talented, but I hate that fucking song. So she's like, you're ruining it. No, no, no. Trust me. I'm improving this piece of shit. Me as an orphan and Annie for the play. So her and her friend, her friend slept over and I said, oh, Alexa, play Hard Knock Life. Meaning like so they could practice their thing. They were ready to do the choreography. And it was the Jay-Z version. And they looked at me <laughs> horrified. <laughs> oh, totally horrified. <laughs> well, it's it's the, probably the same way when... Um, P. Diddy did that uh, the the tribute to uh, Biggie, oh, and he did he God. took he took the he took the police song and every breath you take and and fucking just completely ass fucked it. He's and I remember milking, he's still milking that after he killed his baby mama. <laughs> no kidding, yeah. <laughs> forever. <laughs> Goodbye, my teeth. Can I tell you something that has to do with this, but not directly with me? DePace just called. Oh, and yeah. He wants to put on the air that he was ordered to stay home. By ordered? By who? He's very, I guess by, I don't know. He just said he wants oh. you to know he was ordered to Did, stay well, home. You know what? That's oh. Doug. Gary, you do know because you've been told many times that it's separate. Yep. So, and you And you guys want it that way. So I don't know. Well, Howard, you don't want the responsibility, like we said, of running Howard TV or paying them or giving them benefits or giving them anything, retirement, whatever. So shut up. Mm -hmm. Goodstein, oh, I'm yeah. telling you, Doug Goodstein wrote me last night. Like I'm, I'm in the middle of 20 things and I, and I get this text. He was in the middle of nothing. Middle of nothing. 20 things Tw is nothing. 20 things. Are you <laughs> Fillmore? 20 was, I was, things. I was in the middle of ignoring 20 things, more like. Have you ever, even as busy as any of us, can get 20 things? I have a hard time focusing on one thing in general. And I imagine Howard's much the same. I imagine he looks at a light switch and goes, no, this is interesting. Uh, up, down, up, down. Which one <laughs> do I want? Uh, let's see. Dark outside. Just, uh, just, just the amount of things you do to get out the door, like scrape off your windshield, start the car, uh, make sure lunch is packed, get the, get, make sure, <laughs> oh, don't forget your sneakers. It's gym day. Don't uh, forget your keys, shoehorn, <laughs> you know, <laughs> everything. Do you like, did you bring this? Do you bring extra cable? Do you have your charge your phone charge? Every, these days? Just, every, every, every year adds another like extra fucking four steps before you leave the house. Listen, and I have it pretty much down to a science, but, Again, it's us doing it ourselves. This guy mm -hmm. has more help. <laughs> it's exactly like that clip from Casper. <laughs> it is. It is. It's the get it uh, up and atom chair. You got it. That's it. Exactly. In the the in-demand offices are closed tomorrow. And that has nothing to do with our show. Nothing to do with me. Um, yes, it does. Because they film you. If it has nothing to do with you, then why do you care? And why do you bring it up? 
<laughs> this guy sounds exactly like I was at a bachelor party when I was a longshoreman. This Cuban guy was drunk sitting right next to me. And this ugly stripper was giving me a lap dance. She put her ass, her spread ass, right in my face. And this Cuban guy kept going to me, Adi, eat the spider. <laughs> eat the spider. Eat the barking spider. <laughs> I mean, like he was possessed by something. And we were like, dude, what are you talking about? El like, what is this? What are you, yeah, right. What's the spider? He's 